0: Hello and welcome to the Collier Democratic Roundup, the official podcast of the Collier County Democratic Party. I'm your host, Jeff Spencer, and uh, we are back again uh, a little later than, than normal. Uh, We're going to give you a bit of an update on what's going on with the local party and the uh, state party, and then we're going to dive into the panel discussion, and it's a doozy. We're covering everything legislative in Tallahassee, getting everybody up to speed on some of the awfulness that's going on up there and what you guys can do about it. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, let's talk about what's going on here. Uh, The state party is encouraging everybody to reach out to their state representatives uh, as often as possible about all these bills. You're going to need to, to make sure that you're staying up to date on that. Uh, I mentioned in the last podcast that we do have a legislative action alert uh, at the Collier County Democratic Party website that you can sign up for, and uh, we're sending out regular correspondence to you about the bills that are coming up and as they're coming up for votes so that you can reach out to your representative uh through there it's very easy to sign up so please go to the website and do so want to encourage everybody to uh check out the website uh for upcoming events some to keep in mind the next call your county democratic party dec meeting the official meeting of the party will happen on April 5th it is a uh, consistent first Wednesday of the month date Uh, So the next one is April 5th. It's open to all Democrats uh, to come to the uh, headquarters over on 600 Goodlit Frank Road, where uh, you can uh, hear what's going on with the party and uh, meet other fellow Democrats. Uh, Some other things to check out on the website uh, is uh, you've got the DWC, Democratic Women's Club of Marco, That general meeting is happening on April 11th, Tuesday, from 5 to 6.45 p.m. That is uh, at the Mackle Park Community Center on Marco Island. So if you're in that area, great, great organization. They're really, really active. The Marco Women's Club, they do a ton of great things for not only Marco, but the rest of Collier County. So I encourage you to check that out. And the big event that we've got coming up is April 13th, the wine tasting event at Blue Provence that's at one two three four eighth street in South Naples, four thirty PM to six thirty PM where you get to taste a sixteen different wine selection from Blue Provence along with hors d'oeuvres. They have wine tasting staff there to describe the wines and the pairings and uh it's a really great event to show up and support the party Also, for those who want to volunteer for the party, which we always need that, we do have a I Want to Volunteer for the Party event happening at 10 a.m. on April 12th. That's a Wednesday uh, where you can show up, hear about all the different things that are going on in the party, and uh, find out what works best for you, your schedule, and uh, your talents. So I encourage everyone to look into that. That's April 12th. Uh, That will be on our calendar, and it is at headquarters, so please check that out. And lastly, but certainly not least, is for everyone to consider becoming a sustainability donor. It's something that really helps the party. Uh, We're looking for $5 a month, $10 a month, those types of donations that happen recurringly every single month really goes a long way for the party to be able to plan out its activities and how it's going to engage with voters, reach out to new voters, please check that out. You go to the website, www.callyourdems.org, and you can click on the donate button, and there will be a little recurring donation button that you can click and make your donation there. So I, I really encourage that. And that's all we got. So we're going to uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our panel discussion. <laughs>
1: The Collier County Democratic Party needs your help. Collier County can be difficult at times, but working with a community of like-minded individuals makes it easier. We need volunteers to help us speak up against the censoring of our teachers. We need volunteers to help us stand up for a woman's right to make the medical decisions with her own body. We need volunteers to protect our democracy. Join us by signing up to volunteer at www.callyourdems.org and click on volunteer. Let's get to work.
0: So we're here. We're back after a short little break. I'm here with Amber. How are you, Amber?
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Yes, this is going to be a fun one. Um, And we're also here with Linda. Hello, Linda.
2: Hi.
0: So uh, we're gonna we're gonna just do a deep dive into the legislative session. And normally I have some little preamble that I kind of preface, but it, let's just be honest; it's a little depressing. Um, everything that's going on at the state level. Uh, so you know, I don't know where to begin, guys. It's it's just really it's really really bad right now with what, everything that they're trying to do. I feel like DeSantis is just. He kind of gets whatever he wants and he wants a lot and it's all bad. It's all bad.
1: Yeah, it's kind of I feel like I'm having a little PTSD vibes back to the Trump years where every day you'd wake up and there it's not like oh, what one thing happened. It's like eight crazy things happened and and it's almost difficult to even process everything. Um, it's like a bed of nails kind of situation where you're just, you kind of get paralyzed by the, just the, I mean, I've had multiple times in the past couple of weeks, I'll start reading an article and I'm like, I need to, Oh my God, what is this? I need to learn about it. And I get a paragraph in and it's just like, uh, like, I mean, my brain yeah. just kind of can't even comprehend how, I mean, it's, how bad like if you would have told me this when I was in college in the 90s that this is where we would be headed I'd be like no way we're past that no what now we're going forward
0: yeah I I don't get (laughs) I I, it's really hard for me to I'm in the same boat with uh thinking about where we were when in high school in the late 90s for me and, and early 2000s in college and just where the state of Florida was to where it is now and what and what we're pursuing just feels like you said I feel like we're going backwards I feel like we're 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 moving in a direction I mean it, and you Florida look- has
1: never been terribly progressive you know it's not like we were this <laughs> this bastion of liberalness here in Florida but you know it's like people had rights and women had rights and you know basic kind of human rights types of things i felt pretty confident about um but no no we don't we don't need those anymore
0: yeah i feel like he's his uh you know he de winning re-election in the way that he did has given him so much confidence and uh, and honestly the republican legislature so much confidence to pursue policies that ultimately are not even all that Popular. I mean, let's take the six-week abortion ban. Last uh, legislative session, they passed a 15-week abortion ban, uh, which was bad enough. It spurred protests and and a legal challenge to uh, to its uh, constitutionality and and whether or not it's it's legal. Um, so that was, you know, pretty uh, aggressive by everybody's standards but they said you know hold my beer and and they're going at a six week now which most women don't even know that they're pregnant by the time that hits six weeks so i
1: and the 15 week ban was prior to the supreme court so now it's kind of like as we see in a few other states but then you have certain states like kansas where they tried to put you know actually where people would vote for it and what happens when they put it on for people to vote for in Kansas and it doesn't pass well, but Florida. they don't they're just legislating they don't they're like well doesn't matter what people think
0: and it's in Florida is a perfect example Florida i think the the polling on it is is that 77% of floridians that's not republicans not democrats but all floridians feel like a six week abortion ban is too too much But they're not legislating for everyday Floridians. They're legislating for Ron DeSantis' political aspirations for president. And that is his way of signaling to the base, to the Republican primary voter, that he is as right-wing as they come and that they can support him in that primary come 2024. That is all that this is. Linda, you haven't gotten a, a word in. What do you think? (laughs)
2: it's all bad 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 it's a it's a mad mad world i so when you were saying that the majority of floridians do not support the six-week ban it it shocks me because the majority of floridians voted for desantis so i mean they voted we we, it was written in the tea leaves what he was going to do and uh and the state you know he won by twenty points, won by a huge margin. I mean, we can always say, yes, we had a horrible democratic candidate, yes, we didn't have a lot of money here going into the state. There's a variety of reasons why the democratic you know push to get out the vote didn't necessarily work, but he won he won resoundingly and uh and everyone knew that this was this was coming down the 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 pipe. So I, I'm 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 at a loss. I feel like I feel like people are just like, okay, yeah, well, I mean, this is what we have to deal with because we have a Republican president.
0: Oh, a Republican governor.
2: I mean, I'm sorry, a Republican <laughs> governor. Sorry. Let's not give
0: him the Let's not give him the White <laughs> <laughs> House Jesus just Christ. yet, please, God.
2: Did I just have the worst broiding slip? Yeah, <laughs> please. Someone
0: <laughs> Please. Oh, let's not. God. Let's not go there.
2: That was that was really horrible. But so I I'm so utterly confused by polls and numbers and and you know how he got propelled into into the governor's mansion. Someone explain it to me. Someone please tell
0: me. Well, I mean I I have a theory on this and and my theory on this is that voters in re- Republican voters largely are single issue voters and this is where you can get into. There's this myth here in Collier County that there's all these rhinos, Republicans in name only that they 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 align democratically. They they register as Republicans, but they are really Democrats, but they register as Republicans because we're such a red county and they don't want to be ousted by their friends and and all this stuff, but they vote Democratic it doesn't the the numbers don't bear that out. What ends up happening in my view is that there is a single issue mindset which is that yes, 75% of Floridians believe a 6-week abortion ban is too dramatic or too um onerous restrictive. Restrictive. But they don't vote on that issue. They vote on maybe NRA rights. They vote on gun rights. So they may agree that abortion should be legal, but they don't vote on that. They vote on the fact that they want to make sure that gun rights are are in place. Or they agree with that. They don't agree with abortion, but they vote on tax law. Or they don't agree with that, but they vote on some other Republican talking point that they do. School choice or vouchers or whatever it is. That's what they vote on. And that is why I think you can see somebody who votes Republican... But then when the Parkland shooting happens, they come out to the rally saying we really need to make sure that we have better gun uh, restrictions so that our kids can be safe in school and we need to make these changes. But when they get in the ballot box, when they get in the voting booth and they have to put a ballot in the ballot box, they vote for Republicans because they don't vote on the issue that they talk about needing to change. They vote on some other issue that is more important to them. It begs the question is what what can we do? And I think that's when it really comes down to people getting engaged and having real in-depth conversations with people about the things that are important to them and making them aware of how some of these things will affect. So one of the bills we talked about it on the last podcast that I was terrified of uh, has come to pass, and they've passed the school voucher bill and it will most likely be signed by Governor DeSantis here in the coming weeks. And um, I was telling Lynn, or, uh, Amber this uh, before we started the podcast, and I'm going to uh, read the quote from it because I think it is pretty instructive of the game that they're playing, uh, which is that the Florida House analysis of that bill that they just passed for school vouchers estimated that $209 million dollars would be the cost of that bill. But then a independent Florida agency watchdog group did their own assessment and they believe that it will cost the Florida taxpayers 4 billion with a b dollars in the first year alone. And because they said the reason is is that the Florida House analysis, which is conveniently controlled by Republicans, does not take into effect or take into account the fact that the restrictions that they passed will be implemented. So literally the bill was to remove the restrictions and allow people to do more vouchers, and in their analysis, they didn't take that into consideration.
1: Well, I think this is a lot of their, when they actually legislate things, it's more about the way that it looks and getting that message out there than the actual functioning of it in reality the actual how are you going to implement this and how is this going to work a year from now two years from now three years from now all that kind of stuff but they got their headline they got their talking points out there and then people see that they go oh i like that and or their you know their base enjoys that because we see that in so many programs that they do like there's no accountability for how you're gonna pay for this stuff what's gonna you know, how is this going to affect the schools? How is this? Yeah, there, there's so many problems with. <sighs> this is what exasperation. <laughs> That's the first one. The first... You can count think... every time For Amber the... starts a sentence and then just stops halfway in sighs. Take a drink.
0: Take a drink. Um. Yeah. So we've got the voucher bill that passed. We've got the open carry or permitless carry gun That's law so what,
1: tomorrow or something Is that- <laughs>
0: all of yeah all of that come to jesus reckoning that they had after the parkland shooting where they actually passed some gun uh, safety restrictions here in the state of florida throw that out we're gonna lower the buying age from 21 Lowering to 18 because 18
1: year old boys are very responsible with Weapons of death. I yes, love it.
0: That's going to be great. And then, oh, let's just let them carry them wherever they want, whenever they want, with no regard to anything. And they, I mean,
1: they want them to be in schools. It's like these gun-free school zones. That's why we're having shootings in schools, because they're gun-free, is their philosophy.
0: We've got House Bill 999, Public Post-Secondary Educational Institutions, which is... Just another wonderful bill that uh, basically bans Florida colleges and universities from having majors or minors with women's and gender studies or a derivative from the belief system of CRT, which is critical race theory, and forbids colleges and universities from spending money on any program or activity that espouses diversity, equity, and inclusion, because God forbid that they do that. So, um,
1: I did see that there was an amendment to that bill, um, that, and I don't have it in front of me right now. That it was basically like, you know, your calls and emails and, um, ab- against this has oh, made them make some changes. That is just kind of like, you know, sometimes when you do feel like you are, just hopeless in all this kind of stuff because you know that it's just completely Republican controlled right now. Your voice still does count and there can be changes that can be made to some of this stuff by by talking to the legislature, calling and... and yeah, and letters. I
0: just, as a perfect segue, I just I remind everybody to sign up for the Call Your Democratic Party legislative action alert uh, because that uh, will automatically email you about bills that are going on in the legislative session and with an easy couple clicks you can immediately email your representative with your opinion on uh on that bill it's a great tool i use it all the time i've emailed every single one of these bills every single time and it takes me no more than 15 seconds to do so it's a it's a wonderful thing uh, to do and it keeps you up to date on everything that's going on uh, in the legislative session even when it's uh sigh-inducing uh, and whatnot, but you do have some uh, agency that you can take with uh, with reaching out to your, your representative. Another bill uh, that is out there is Senate Bill 254, the transgender ban. It basically threatens parents of transgender youth with prison and loss of custody of their own children uh, if they help them access gender-affirming health care. It criminalizes doctors and any person who actively participates in helping a minor access gender-affirming care. It changes custody laws to favor parents who are unsupportive of gender-affirming care for their children. This includes kidnapping a Florida child to another state or kidnapping an out-of-state child to Florida. And uh, drastically reduces health care for transgender adults by banning use of telehealth for gender-affirming care and prohibiting qualified nurses from administering such care to consenting adults. So there's another
1: Awesome.
0: Uh, you know, winner that we all have to uh, do. So please reach out, tell people about that one, because that one's really, really bad. Has that, um, is
1: that one still in session? Like I they, believe it's still in session. They have not voted on that one. They yet. have
0: not voted on that one yet, I don't believe.
1: Hey, what about HB 1069?
0: What is 1069? <laughs> tell us, Amber.
1: <laughs> well, uh, great, great uh, title for it. It's the Don't Say Period Bill by a wonderful... Can you guess? Do you want to guess the gender of the of the person who put this bill in? Ooh! Anyone? Anyone want to guess?
0: I would. I, oh gosh! Let me guess. <laughs> yeah. Let me guess.
2: He's one of those men who don't know how babies are made. Oh, I mean, this is just.
0: Yeah, the don't say period is not an English class thing. This is right. This is, yeah, it's... this is
1: not a grammar uh, lesson. No. This is uh, basically that you, they're banning the discussion of menstrual, menstrual cycles in elementary grades, um, which, first of all, is not something that, I mean, I have a daughter in fourth grade right now. There's This is not something that is, you know, they're not like coloring pictures of uteruses and fallopian tubes and, you know, in fourth grade, but... It's also that children as young as nine, sometimes even eight, do start their periods and they're they're t- you cannot like you know the school nurses what if a kid it's just it's just like what why is this even necessary? i mean it's like who
2: who and why and what i've no i okay, so here's the deal in my life I've known. Several girls who have had it at nine years old. It's really rather shocking. Nine, ten, and it shocks the shit out of them too. Yeah. But um... <laughs> and
1: especially shocks if no, if we can't even talk about it. it it's espe-
2: it's especially whole... shocking if you try and pretend it doesn't happen.
1: And the thing about this that just really irritates me is that it's it's just another like one either shameful thing. This is something we can't talk about and. It, it makes it like it's it's the like there's a problem that the fact that we menstruate. I'm sorry, I have no control over this. This is how God made me. Why can we not discuss this? Why is this like any different than people breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide? Like I don't understand why this is even it's like just like with anything with homosexuality and all this. They're trying to sexualize this
0: yeah, but I don't, human
1: condition. But
0: I don't understand what it is that they're trying to in this particular instance. Like the transgender stuff, I get it. It's a culture war thing that right. that the they point? believe that there's some indoctrination and in that and that there's teachers out there that are trying to suggest that people should do this when they shouldn't. It's kind of the it's the new homophobia of the Republican right. And I I just but but this particular one I don't really understand what the goal is. It's just stupid. It's like I don't know. It makes no sense. It doesn't it doesn't achieve because anything. I don't really f- understand what it because does.
1: Because it's a women. <laughs> and it's, it, it's it, women's history month it's and let's gotta do something. And it involves like, you know, their sexual parts. So that's like I mean that's the only thing I can think of like it doesn't it's demoralizing also. We at the Collier County Democratic Party are a completely self-funded organization. We do not receive any money from the Florida Democratic Party or the Democratic National Committee. We survive and thrive on donations from local Democrats like you. Each and every dollar goes to activities here in Collier County to amplify your voice and speak up for what we believe. Go to www.collierdems.org and click on the Donate button. We thank
2: you for your support.
0: Before I go into the next bill, I'm just going to tell you another bill that that was so bad, and it's just almost comical. House Bill 1011 and its companion bill, Senate Bill 668, bans local governments from displaying gay pride and other flags that don't fit into this new criteria, but then the Senate sponsor offered an amendment that would have allowed local governments to fly the Confederate flag, and... (laughs) And then they said it was a mistake and withdrew it after the media got wind of it. So, literally, they were like, you can't fly any flag that isn't any of this, but, oh, let's fly the Confederate flag. That's okay, but gay pride is not. Amber, cue your exasperation so that everyone can take Mm -hmm. a big, stiff drink on that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not even being, you know, they used to kind of hide these things, and it's just complete. Overt homophobia, racism, misogyny—like it's just like, yep, that's what we're doing.
0: We also have House Bill twelve twenty three, Senate Bill 12, 1320, thirteen uh, twenty. Don't say gay. The second, the sequel, uh, which is expanding it to middle school and uh, and then also into high school. It sounds like that they're now going to say that you can't say that. So Florida, where you come for freedom, except for freedom to express yourself, or freedom to marry who you want, or freedom to say what you want, or freedom to fly your flag, or freedom to—I—I don't know how they say that we're the land of freedom. Full of
1: your own
2: body. Yes, we can't even menstruate anymore. No. Period. Period. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to laugh, otherwise I will cry.
0: And there's also a really bad bill that I can't find right now, which has to do with... I wish they couldn't find it. I wish they couldn't <laughs> find it.
1: Yeah. House Bill 837, which will make it far harder for everyday Floridians to hold big corporations and insurance companies accountable when they don't play by the rules. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So uh, the state legislature and Governor Ron DeSantis feeling the heat be- because of the outrageous insurance prices that we are all playing for all paying for uh, those of us who are homeowners here in the state and we're all feeling uh, and then trying to basically fix a a broken insurance system here in in the state decided that the way to fix it was to just cave into the insurance companies and give them everything that they wanted, which is basically saying you don't have to cover as much and we're going to protect you from lawsuits when you don't cover it. So please, please, please lower the rates. That's all we want you to do. So, our rates may go down, but nobody's going to get covered on it. Um, there was a just terrifying piece in, I believe it was either the New York Times or the Washington Post, about uh, some of the decline or the denials that of claims that are going on during uh, Hurricane Ian here in southwest Florida. Just claims where people have their entire house flooded and their roof is completely tarped. And the initial claim from the adjuster was $500,000 and the insurance only approved $13,000. Yeah, these I read are, that that's, article. And this yeah. is something that is going on. And the Florida legislature's response to that type of activity from the insurance companies is, hey, let's make it easier for them to not have to pay things by eliminating our rights to be able to sue them for these types of practices. So, again... We all need to just stay vigilant and re- remember these things uh, when they rear their ugly head here in the next uh, couple years because it, these things are going to really play havoc on the state of Florida and how we move forward. Another bill that's out there that they're trying to put forward is the uh, a bill to try to restrict uh, the press from printing um, right. anything directly. <laughs> Considered, I guess that hurts the feelings of Republicans basically. Right. But yeah. um,
1: well, the, you have to like register. You have to like officially register. If that you're was gonna, for the no. That's, that's a different for, bill. Like, the bloggers. That's for
0: the bloggers now have to officially register with, with the state. With the
1: freaking government.
0: Right. Right. So you don't have to register to get a gun. <laughs> no. But if you're going to blog on an internet yes. site, yep. you've got to register. Yep. Explain to me where the logical. <laughs> Intellectual consistency is there. Oh, right. There is none. Yeah. It has no bearing on actually making the state better. It has no bearing on making anybody's lives better or fixing the problems that we fix. Newsflash, I still haven't heard about the affordable housing crisis that Kathleen Pasadena has said is her
2: Thank you. number actually, one
0: priority.
2: Yeah, can we actually talk about that? I mean, all this stuff is is either you know, a culture war, a loosening of of regulations, or helping insurance companies screw the average Floridian, and I haven't seen them tackle anything that they said they were going to tackle, like our environment, or teacher pay, or uh, affordable housing, or the myriad of issues that are affecting Floridians on a daily basis.
0: And that's our show. Thanks to everybody for clicking on. Please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Reach out to your legislators. Let them know how you feel. It will help. See everybody.